Canamble. We've got Kev Casey standing by. He's going to go through the quaddy legs and hopefully find us a winner or two. Good morning, Kev. Hopefully so. G'day, Quinny. Good morning to you. What are the confidence levels like? Yeah, it looks not too bad. It's, it's quite a good meeting. There's a fair bit of depth to it. The highlight, of course, race seven, the Canamble Cannonball. is simple a good deal. It's the last start winner. Yeah, look, dry conditions, um, barriers relevant at Canamble. Look, we'll, uh, we'll approach it with a bit of confidence, I would say. Well, let's bounce the ball then with race number five, the first leg of the quaddy, and Billy the filly heads the way at 390. Yeah, look, I'm with number five, one of Tracy Bartley's um, mare called Lady Super Spy. I just think sets up well today, switching off some wetter tracks in this preparation. Since she gets gun run here, she's found a, an easier race today for mine, and, and she looks the best option in race five. Number five, Lady Super Spy. Dangers certainly to Kalahari Hearts. Got a chance here, drawn wide, but maybe able to uh, to cross up a little closer. She came from the back for something when she was winning. Ten Blue Velvet uh, next in line there, and four Festivus not the worst at all. Five, two, ten, and four for race number five. Look, race six, I think uh, we can have some confidence here with Damien Lane's horse, Oakfield Warpaint, number six in race six. So look, what she does is just get off the heavy here. I thought she was pretty good first up at 14.50 at Musselbrook. She can be closer here, or he can be closer here. Graham Buckley has ridden this horse uh, last preparation, knows him a bit. I just uh, see it in this sort of size of field. Uh, easy to see this one um, setting up nice and handy uh, today. So six on top. Fact finders had, um, well, the recent ones have been spaced uh, at his best. He could certainly win this. He's probably got to try to go forward, I think, from this wide draw. Could see him outside the leader, which I expect to be Dan Moss. Uh, three dissonance is going to be there in the front half as well. Fitter for the first up. Next, that next win, of course. And two Den Moss, the other one. So six on top for me. One, three, two, the dangers for race number six. Race seven is the Cannibal. Really good race here. And the highlight of the day, over the 1,100 metres, plenty of speed. And part of that speed is this horse, Tucson Valley, number eight, who's been uh, winning, winning, winning uh, throughout this preparation. Won five of seven starts. So five of ten overall. And has been doing it on a, a range of conditions. All wetter than what we have today. It's all been soft track stuff of recent times. But she has three wins on soft five. So keep that in mind. She's not an absolute mudlark, I would say, even though she went on heavy eight last start. But Chris Williams rode last start. He's on board again. Easy for her to lead this, I'd say. If not, then she's just going to track up and follow the leader. And I think she can back it up and do it all again here. Don't mind her. This is quite an open race. She's the favourite at the moment. But, uh, look, if she drifted a a little, I wouldn't be too phased about that. But I think she should be pretty solid at around the current price. Six, Appalachian. Very interesting runner. Fresh here, new stable. uh, A former South Australian galloper. He's won a few in um, South Australia on, you know, Saturday level. So that should translate pretty well. Fresh form's excellent. Just needs a bit of luck from that draw, but uh, creates lots of interest as the market goes with him. Five Beauchamp is racing well. And two Buck and Beauty uh, is in the mix there for mine as well. Five and two for the Cannonball, the highlight. OK, so the last race, number eight, we're going with the top here, a horse called Into the Fire. 
Edith Fye, of course, was before the call, but this is a consolation. 60 kilos in all. The horses trialled really well coming back for this. Uh, first up, 1100s just following and get the, a gun draw here. Either leads or follows the leader, and I think he looks the winner of the last here. Danger, seven, come and love me. Another return horse, a record, pretty good. Condition over eight. Four impact star, good first up. Just second up, he's not a fresh form overall. And uh, the other one that I found there was uh, six and Ubers at some odds. One, seven, four. Look, I'm going with my best last two. I thought that uh, Tucson Valley could keep on keeping on in uh, race seven. She's number eight, looking at four straight. I think she can do it in, uh, probably at a touch, um, or was a touch more valued, firmed up a little bit in the last half hour as well. But they're both good gambles. Race seven, number eight, race eight, number body numbers for me. Look, the first leg, going to go uh, with uh, the, uh, the first leg, we're going with uh, two, four, uh, the second leg, we're going one, two, three, and six. The third leg, two, five, and the last leg at Canamble with one, four, and seven. Thank you very much for that, Kev. Best of luck with all those selections today. That phone line wasn't great, so we will post all of Kevin's selections and all of our experts on the RSN website and through the socials if you want to recap those numbers. We're now going to cast our net a little bit wider and take in the Sunshine Coast. Howard Walter is our man doing the form today. He's going to run through the quaddy legs and give us some specials, and hopefully one of those specials is Island Magic, one of the best back runners anywhere across the country today. Goes around in race six on the program, the first leg of the quaddy. Good morning, Howard. What are the confidence levels like? Um, confidence levels are medium to above average, Nick. How yeah, are you? I'll take that. Medium to above average sounds good. And hopefully we can have our first dart hit the board in race number six with Island Magic. Are you with the favourite who dominates the market now at $1.50? So the notes I've wrote down for this segment is um, looks the one to beat, but too short price-wise. Now, it's first up from a spell, this filly. Got two seconds to her name. And on deeds to date, she's clearly the one to beat. Eight of these 13 are first up from a spell, including her. She placed second in a trial, wasn't asked to do much, could have won that trial, and she just sat up on the pace there. So no doubt, Nick, one to beat is number five. Uh, number, um, yeah, that's number five, isn't it? Number six, it's number six, Island Magic. Otherwise, number eight, Mazzoni Lass, resuming. Robert Heath can train, placed third in a trial behind Argyle Pink, led them up to the 100, and then... Faded the last bit, but Argyle Pink was well supported and won at Doombin last Wednesday, so that trial was fine. Number two, Boichamilo on debut for Gary Duncan. First start, no public trials. So often at these Sunday meetings, a Gary Duncan horse is supported in from good odds, and they invariably run well, so you've got to watch the market with two. Number three, Emma Sam was in the same trial as Island Magic, did a lot wrong early, slow out, over raced, finished off okay. So wary of it, it's also resuming. Six, eight, two, and three. Six, eight, two, and three, the favourite Island Magic on top, but possibly too short there at the dollar fifty. We move on to race number seven on the program, free of scratchings, and there's been good support this morning for a couple of runners at the pointy end of the market. Mystic Aroma heads the way at three dollars ten. What did you make of the second leg of the quarter? Race seven on the program. Well, I thought this was an open race, Nick. I'm going for number eight, Despree, trained by Rob Stenhouse now. 
This man's had four starts this time in, wide first up at Dooman, again at a tough run at the Sunshine Coast, second up, in a bit of traffic at Eagle Farm, went fourth, and then came to the Sunshine Coast and won by over four lengths. One and made. Now, the track was heavy, but though some of those other runs I mentioned were on top of the ground. She's placed third at Dooman on a good track. Fitting well, maps well. So I put her on top ahead of seven, Tony two. First up from a spell, no public trials. Now, this horse won first up last time in here at home, and after the race, I recall the trainer saying the owner likes to bet. They put good money on it, you know, something like $21 to $8. So market watch on the seven, Tony two. Why wouldn't they be doing the same thing again or hoping to do the same thing again? Number two, Mystic Aroma, the favourite, could have put her on top. It was a nice run first up in the Gold Coast Guineas, and then she didn't fire in the Fred Best at Eagle Farm. This was obviously a class drop. The interesting thing is she's an on-pace runner, and uh, Peter Holbert tweeted yesterday that from this barrier they're probably going to ride her cold. So it'll be interesting to see how she performs, you know, being ridden upside down, so to speak. And then number one, Goldschlager, fitter for two from a spell. Very consistent horse, should be running on. But I keep coming back to eight each way, discreet. Eight, seven, two and one. Currently a $6 chance, even money the place. Race seven, number eight, Despree. We move on to race number eight on the program. Again, free of scratchings. It's $4.60 the field, headed by Leave Me Alone. The third leg of the quaddy quite competitive. What do we do here? Number three, Anarchy. Fitter for two from a spell. Third up last time in. Uh, he won his maiden easily over 1,200. Jimmy Orman was aboard that day. He was aboard second up. He's on fire, Jim Orman. He'll be, this should run well at a price. Seven rich uncle money bags. Back marker runs on strong. Forget the second up ninth. Was in all sorts of trouble early. Number six, leave me along. Fourth run in. You know, should be peaking now. Invariably thereabouts. The map looks fine. And number nine, Burke and Black. Unless they go forward on Gentle Prince, which is uh, when it's maiden over 2,200, it's second up today. So unless they go forward on Gentle Prince, Burke and Platt will get a soft run up front. Three, seven, six and nine. Three, seven, six and nine. And then we go to the lucky last on the program. A couple of scratchings here. We take out numbers 2, 5, 10, 12, 15, 16, 17 and 18. Festival Prince, a $3.10 market leader. Edit at $3.70. Good race to end the day. What are your thoughts here? Nick, it's a good race indeed. Number one edit, Cody Morgan trained. It was in the Tamworth Cup last start, finished fifth, beaten a length and a half, ran on strongly from from the tail. This horse always settles back, um, but gee whiz, its class should take a long way here. I ran fourth in the Kosciuszko five starts ago, so creates plenty of interest, number one edit. I'll put it ahead of number 11, which is renewed. First up, no trials, got a nice turn of foot on her day. She's now trained at the Sunshine Coast, won four of nine here at home. And uh, she has won first up in the past. Number three, Festival Prince of Favourite, won six out of ten overall. Last start at Toowoomba when winning. That made it three from three with Jasmine Cornish in the saddle. So she gets the best out of this horse. He beat Go Wanji back, at, um, back last October at Warwick. So he's got ability. That's why he's favourite. And then number eight, Kosciuszko. Give it another chance. Was out of its depth in the Lightning. Last start at Eagle Farm, won both prior. One eleven, three and eight. One eleven three and 8 to end the day. You've given us some value throughout your quarterly selections. Can you recap your specials on the day? How you suggest we should play it and then go bang with a quaddie, please, Howard? For sure, Nick. Look, I don't like tipping short price favourites. I think race 7, 8, each way, Despree is my best for the day. And the value is race 8, number 3, Anarchy. For the quaddie, 2, 6 and 8. And the 1, 2, 3, 6, 7, 8. 3, 6, 7, 9. 1, 3, 11. 
And player of the day, back in race four, there just looks to be two hopes. We're going to get a soft run on the pace. So in race four, Quinella and Exactors, numbers two and five. Two and five there, race four, currently at 280 and 340 on the fixed odds. Howard, great to chat to you. As always, best of luck with those Sunshine Coast selections. Good on you, Nick. Have a great day. There's Howard Walter giving us some winners, hopefully, today. And we've had plenty of winners on the other side of the world, just across the pond, as they say. And Royal Ascot has been absolutely sensational. And one man that I know would have watched each and every race live and then watched the replay about 400 times is Carl Delorio. The only question for you, Carl, I have as you join us this morning, how on earth did you miss the junket? You seem to be the only racing participant not over there at the moment. Good morning, Nick. Yes, uh, it, it did seem uh, the name was missed, but uh, there's plenty of time to catch up. It's, uh, it was a wonderful five days, and uh, yeah, I, I think the Australians really came to the fore, whether it was our uh, adopted Australians with uh, Chris Waller and uh, James McDonald, or even those who have departed our shores with uh, Jane Chappelheim doing a wonderful job training two winners during the week with a small string. We'll claim them all. We'll take a look overnight first before we recap on the week. Now, what did you make of the Platinum Jubilee? Artorias was terrific and Home Affairs pulled up with that issue, but on face value, unfortunately, a little bit underwhelming. Yeah, I, I suppose there, there will be a few cynics maybe suggest that, well, uh, nature, um, Home Affairs with a uh, stallion, uh, stallion future uh, and, uh, awaiting and performing so poorly that there was always going to be an issue. But it was, in, in some cases, probably too bad to be true. He he did lead up the eventual winner, Naval Crown, and capitulated early. So no great shock that there is a, a, an issue there, and that's probably going to be the last we see of him. It's hard to imagine that they'd back up into the July Cup ahead of him being a stallion with his service fee already set at 110000 In terms of Artorius, um, unlucky, that's, that's his career that's been touched on this morning, as I heard you guys say. Um, but... The July Cup should be more suitable. You could argue maybe Jamie Spencer should have followed the runner-up uh, creative force. They drew alongside each other in barriers one and two. But, um, you know, they're, they're the decisions you have to make at that time. And if he got the gap in the run through, he would have looked like a genius. So uh, he, he performs well. And those two good open runners, uh, creative force and uh, the winner, Naval Crown, both Quinnell of the jersey last year. They've, they've gone on to uh, run one two in the Platinum Jubilee, and you never know, they might come out here for an Everest or um, the Spring Carnival, they they might chase the big prize money. So uh, we may not have heard the last of these horses. So do you think there's a runner or two that could potentially come across for the Melbourne Spring, whether it's a Melbourne Cup sort of target or a race like the Everest? Well, interestingly enough, uh, the Jersey Stakes winner overnight, Noble Truth, they've identified, uh, Charlie Apple would be identified the Golden Eagle. So... Uh, that that does look the ten million dollar race. That that looks like they might have an early import. Uh, that that is going to tackle that race. Melbourne Cup pitcher probably a bit early to say. Uh, and Everest wise, there was chatter about Golden Power. I, I'd suggest that's probably unlikely. Maybe the Breeders Cup ahead of maybe a Lightning Stakes down here at Flemington as a career swan song. That that's maybe a little bit more likely. Okay, there we go. So potentially some uh, horses we can follow, but it doesn't look like what we're going to see from a few years gone by where half a dozen runners would come through Ascot and come out to run in the Melbourne Cup, but there might be one or two we can pick the eyes out. Now, it was such a great week. What were some of your highlights? And no doubt State of Rest would be pretty prominent there. Yeah, State of Rest and Nature Strip. I think State of Rest, the ride was so intelligent by Shane Cross. He, he stole it from the front end uh, the first half of the race. They didn't go all that hard, and uh, he backed his, in his horse to, to get him home, and he, he uh, rewarded his judgment in spades. Nature Strip, he was fantastic. I mean, 
it just, I suppose, the performance of home affairs last night shows that, uh, you know, you can't take anything as a given. You can't just transfer your Australian form overseas. And uh, he was fantastic. Uh, that was one of his best performances. I think really set the tone for the rest of the week and got everyone interested. But I think the jockeys were also on show. I, I mean, apart from James McDonald, who did himself uh, no disservice riding three winners on the global stage, uh, Danny Tudhope rode four winners again at Royal Ascot. He, he achieved a, a similar feat a couple of years ago in that COVID-impacted year. And uh, Ryan Moore, he, he had a terrific week, and uh, I, I think he showed why he's considered amongst the world's best. And I think there was an interesting subplot there between uh, Frankie Dettori and John Gosden through the week that, uh, you know, obviously the Rhythms had a various divided opinion, and then uh, uh, Frankie answered his own critics by winning the coronation on Innsbruck. So... Uh, there was plenty to follow, I think, through the week to keep us all engaged. Carl, you're an absolute gentleman. Thanks so much for having a chat to us this Sunday morning. Hopefully you enjoyed Ascot as much as we did, and as per usual, we appreciate your input. Take care, Nick. There's Carl Delorio recapping a magnificent Royal Ascot. It was so good to see the Aussie horses there once again. Sunday Central, brought to you by Tabs The Lock. Activate to get Tabs' best starting price guaranteed. C's and C's apply. Gamble responsibly. Gambler's help, 1800 858 858. Welcome back to RSN Smack Bang on 11am. We're going to go up to Port Macquarie now. Shane Montgomery's the man with a pencil in hand to find us some winners. We're going to bounce the ball with the first leg of the quaddy. Good morning to you, Shane. What do you make of race number five on the card? Good morning, Nick. Good morning, listeners. I thought number four, Morrisale, was uh, entitled the favourite. Finished unplaced last start at Grafton, but that was over a shorter distance, Nick. Uh, stepping up to this trip, I think, will greatly aid the cause. Number two, Flash Palace, was produced in search of a hat-trick when he refused to shirk his task in defeat here last start. That was after seven weeks off. I think the quicker backup will be a plus. Three, Lee side kept trying in defeat after she caused her own trouble last start with a poor getaway, but she does normally jump on terms. And one, uh, Cordoba Hall. Draw on the inside gate today. I think it'll still uh, concede most of an early start, but I think it'll find the line strongly with Jasper Franklin's claim of an obvious plus. Four, two, three, and one. Four, two, three, and one. The first leg of the quaddy. Toto, a two seventy market leader in race number six. The second leg of the quaddy. What do we do here, Shane? I thought number six, Lucky Shan, was a bit of value. Didn't threaten last start at Warwick Farm, but there were genuine excuses. I put the pen through that. She's trained here on the track, and I think she'll make a mockery of that latest effort at home uh, on a home track today. Eight Miss Baltimore was produced first up at the Gold Coast last start. She was doing her best work late, and that was only over 900. She's race fitter now, and the slight distance rise is a plus. Four Toto, the one you mentioned, Nick, presents with numerous gear changes made today. They kept the fresh, was responsible for a pleasing effort at Gunnedah and kept fresh again today. And one Perigord finished unplaced on the boo last up, but that was after he became most unsuited. I don't think they should be... Judd Tarsley for that run. I'm just surprised that they're putting him into this race today. Six, eight, four, one. Six, eight, four, and one from Shane in the second leg of the Port Macquarie Quaddy. We go to race number seven, the third leg, Acoustic at four dollars sixty market leader. Texas Storm at five. What do we do here? Number four, Texas Storm overcame an unsuitable run to score last start. That was a Taree and was reduced within this distance range. I think uh, Texas Storm can go on with it with the claim for Zach Waddick today. Six for Lucence resuming on the home track after trialling four times dating back to April. Don't think this testing uh, distance should uh, be a problem for Lucence today. Number seven, Acoustic presents third up. 
most recent effort at Taree was uh, for merit. That was after he attempted to lead throughout. I think they'll try and lead again today. And Nine Big Surprise is also a front runner. Was scratched from a race over this trip yesterday at Rose Hill. The quicker backups are uh, plus after the last start at Musselbrook was after four weeks off. Four, six, seven, and nine. And race number eight on the program just to do, looking to go back to back at three dollars eighty. What do you make of the favourite in the last race on the program? Obviously, got a winning, uh, genuine winning chance. I think number eight, Hatest, has got just as good a chance. Was produced third up at Inverell last start. Stylishly opened the account. I know taking the next step's rarely easy, but wouldn't surprise me if Hatest did so today. Nine just to do, despite determination to prevail on this track within the distance range last start. Needs to overcome a wide gate today, but it should be noted he's got natural pace. Ten, my Belladonna presents second up after handing in a very solid effort in defeat last start at Musselbrook. She's making a Port Macquarie debut, I think, the circuit will suit. And two volunteers resuming. He's having his second start since the cha- uh, stable change. Chris Waller had him, and uh, now Paul Shaler trains him. He's trial recently at Botari. I think he's ready to race well fresh today. Eight, nine, ten, and two in the last. Shane, can you please hit us with some best bets, your quaddy and player that day? I'll do that. I thought in the, in the best was in race three, number three, Cherokee Cherry. So I thought the next best was in race one. You'd know it down there, no, number two, too much information. It's had a stable change, and I think the value is in the last race, eight, number eight, a tester. And those quality numbers in the first leg in saddlecloth order, Nick, one, two, three, and four. The second leg, one, four, six, and eight. Third leg, four, six, seven, and nine. And then two, eight, nine, and ten in the last. Best of luck, Shane. Thanks for all those selections today, and good punting. Oh, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Two. We're going to now join Nadia Horn, one of the best in the business. She's got her finger on the pulse with all things racing and hopefully can find us a few winners at Mount Gambier today. Good morning, Nadia. How are you? Good morning, Nick. How are you? Very well, thank you. A seven-race program at Mount Gambier today. The first leg of the quaddy is race number four on the program. It's free of scratchings, but a challenging little start to the quaddy here. What are your thoughts? Yeah, this is probably the leg you've got to go deep in. Um, I'm putting the sticks on top, though, loose lip lloyd. He was a little disappointing at his most recent run, uh, where they took him to Casperton in a benchmark 64. Um, he was well beaten on that occasion. It was um, a race that he probably that wasn't that well suited in the way the track played, but we know he's a lot better than that. Look, his two prior efforts, both at Mount Gambia, he was a winner twice, and this is obviously his home track. And he hit a very good rating going back two starts ago. He looks like he's going to be handy in the run too. Look, he should be forward. So I'm going for the six. I put the seven, John Valjean, in as the main danger. Now, he's been a bit of a disappointing horse. He's promised so much, and we've seen him go around at Metro level where he's been winning the market, and he's been beating that mandatory few lengths. So I've dropped him right back in grade here today and uh, put him in a, a race where, you know, he hasn't gone in this easier race for quite some time. So I'm expecting him to run well. Uh, two short stories I've got in is the next pick. He's another who's down in grade and should get a nice run and then out to the four, unlimited ability. But I've gone six, seven, two, four, race four. Six, seven, two and four from Nadia in the first leg of the quaddy. The second leg, race number five on the program. We take out the seven, cloud nine. Our elite Rose heads the market at $2.80. The slight favourite at that quote. What are your thoughts here, Nartz? Yeah, look, I'm going with number one, our Ellie Rose. Um, she's got the form on the board and the best figures of anything in the race and this is a race where they're not going to go hard. So if Kate Walters wanted to uh, elect for the horses to race up on speed like she did last time out, uh, that might be the real key. Um, the horse ran very well last start. was only beaten two lengths, and that was in a fast-run race. And uh, as I mentioned, there's not a lot of depth here, so I'm sticking with the one. Four, uh, Nana Dolph, I've got in as the main danger, who comes off of two recent placings. Six for third, Lady Annabelle. 
she's going okay. Look, she was able to win last time out, and she gets in quite well here with only two and a half kilos over the minimum. And the three uh, bar and bird I've got in is the fourth selection. I've got one, four, six, three. One, four, six, and three from Nadia in the second leg of the quaddy. We move on to the third leg. Yarra Boy, second up from a spell today, heads the market at $2.80. Innocent Peg at $3.40 on the second line of betting. Moon over Alice at $3.70. Three of them pretty prominent in the market here. Nadia, what did you make of the third leg? Yeah, look, I put the four Innocent Peg on top, and I've got her because she's got that home track advantage trained here. She's still um, light into a preparation, only having the three runs and her effort last time out, oh, I think we can put a pen uh, through that. She was fourth, but she was well beaten and then a lot of that had to do with a lot of those horses didn't handle the track and it was quite a, a fast run race. This horse sort of tended to want to over-race through. So on its prior figures, um, it's right in the event and I'm happy to have something on the four. I've got the two Yarra boy comes from over the border, resuming as the next pick. Uh, seven for third moon over Alice, um, who comes off of the last start placing, obviously one of the other main chances in the market. And then out to number nine, Last Dream. I've gone 4279. 4279 from Nadia in race number six, the third leg of the quality. The last leg, this has been knocked around by scratchings a little bit. Race number seven on the program. We take out numbers one, two, four, and nine. We're left with Fast and Ford, a $2.50 favourite. Heads the betting at that quote. What do we do in the last race here, Nats? Yeah, probably the best till the last. Um, here, Nick, I'm going to fly fast and forward. Um, she looks very well placed in this lineup. Small field works in her favour, and uh, she's not going to settle that far off them. Um, she went to Hamilton last time out. She was only beaten a bit over two lengths when she was a, a runner-up, and I thought that was a pretty good run there. She had some very good late-closing sectionals on par for the meeting, where she had, you know, the eighth-best last 400, 13th-best last 200. That stacks up quite well for a race like this. Number uh, three, Night's Vision. I've got in as the main danger, um, having had the three runs back now, this preparation and prepared locally. Uh, the eight for third, Ali Orphan, who's racing consistently but is deep into a campaign, and then out to number six, Mulgalil. I've gone five, three, eight, six, race seven. Five, three, eight, and six to end the day. Nards, how do we play the day? What are your best bets and maybe a quaddy as well? What we've got to do is take race seven. Number five is the best bet on the program there, fast and forward. One at a price. I reckon race three, nine, Happy Adam at double figures can run a bit of a race in the staying event. Race three, number nine. And as far as our quaddy, we'll go four, six, uh, sorry, two, four, six, seven in the first leg, one, four, six in the second, two and four in the third leg can come home, one out the five in the last. Nadia, a pleasure as always. Best of luck with all those selections today. There's Nadia. Now, Bear Robinson, he's got his finger on the pulse for all things Hobart today. Hopefully, you can steer us into a winner or two. Good morning, Bear, and how do we make some Sunday cash? Morning, Quinny. Thanks for having me on. Um, lucky you didn't get me on earlier. My best was in the first. It didn't do any good. So, um, hopefully, uh, we can get a winner late in the day. I think race eight, number four, hell of a night. It's got a really good form line. Uh, it's ran second to Galenus and first to Cues. are both pretty solid Tassie gallopers, and... Just needs a little bit of luck from Barry One in the last race, but I think race eight, number four, hell of a night, the best on the day. Currently $2.50, race eight, number four, hell of a night. Anything else we should play today? Uh, just a little. There's a little roughy in race five. Um, GG Baywatch, if it ran up to its second, the reason Blitz, who was placed at Sandown a couple of weeks ago, um, I think it's over the odds of 20 to 1. It's a very even race, but it has a little bit of luck in running. Uh, sort of could be a one by three sort of play, so there's a bit of value there. That's what uh, we the like. Of the That's what we like yeah. as well. In those famous colours as well. Race five, number one, GG Baywatch, twenty one dollars the win, four dollars sixty the place. Best of luck today, Bear, and we'll follow you in on those two.
Thanks, Quinny. Have a good day, mate. There's Bear Robinson with a look at Hobart. Now, we're not too far away from Port Macquarie. Before we get to that venue, though, we're going to have a chat to Luke Humphreys about Cranbourne today. How are you, Luke, and what are the confidence levels like? Yeah, g'day, Nick. Uh, hi, everyone. Yeah, um, confidence level's high enough. It's not the... Uh, it's a small small program, just seven races, not the biggest field, but um, thought there were a few decent enough uh, betting propositions of the program, so uh, we'll be hoping for a bit of luck, Nick. Well, we can never have too much luck when we're having a Sunday investment, and how do you suggest we play today? Yeah, best bet for me was um, in the... Uh, um, uh, in race uh, one, the first event, I uh, went with Bentley as my best bet on the program. Has the outside front row barrier number seven, but thought uh, he was the class horse of the uh, field. He is the uh, odds-on favourite, but it's only a shade of odds-on, so the uh, little bit of value there in the scheme of things. He's not too short from an odds-on perspective. He trialled recently at Bendigo with second to Kaki New. That form's going to be more than good enough to go close to this. So race one, number seven, Bentley, despite the outside front row barrier, was my best in the first. Um, at some value, I thought uh, um, a, a few could go close. Major Liner, race four, number eight, um, is a, a good chance. He's the uh, sole second row runner, but um, he's dropping in great. Has gone around in Metropolitan races. Last start in three back. He dropped down to a, uh, a country standard race two starts ago at Geelong and was able to score from three back to pegs by a half next. So I think he can go close, race four, number eight. And also in race two, number eight, jaw break when the fast class of it on the card. A horse that's... Uh, is dropping in grey from much stronger races, and I think it's a good each-rate chance, race two, number eight. So race one, number seven, the best value, race four, number eight, and the next best value, race two, number eight, the quaddy. Uh, first leg, race four, happy to go with eight major line of one out. Second leg, race five, two, three, five, eight, nine, ten. Third leg, race six, one, eight, and nine. And the fourth leg, race seven, two, four, and seven. It's probably around seventy dollars or thereabouts uh, for the full unit. Uh, Nick for Cranbourne tonight for the quaddy. Beautifully done, Luke. Thank you so much for that, and best of luck with all your selections. There's Luke Humphreys casting his eye over what should be a good night of harness racing there at Cranbourne. He's going to help us find a winner or two at Sandown Park this afternoon and keep us up to date with everything happening in the world of Greyhound racing news. Good morning to you, George. And before we sink our teeth into the winners at Sandown Park today, anything from a news perspective we should be across. Yeah, good morning, Quinny. Look, probably the the Pink Diamond series, this is the second um, year that it's taken place, Quinny, where they have a whole meeting provincially for all types of greyhounds, whether they're Tier 3 quality or champion dogs, sprinters, stayers, uh, maidens, and the prize money's over $1.1 million for the night. And and it gives something back, back to the breeders, too. There's fantastic breeders' bonuses. And we've seen the major race taken out by Ferdinand Boy, who incredibly... Hasn't won a, a race at the Meadows or Sandown, uh, Quinny, but has won over 500000 in prize money. He's won four country cups. Now he's taken out the Pink Diamond champion race. And it was just another great night of racing. And, and it gives something back to the, the people that start the journey off for grand racing, and that's the breeders, which uh, is not an easy thing to do. And um, it was a great night there at Ballarat. It runs provincially every year, and next year it'll be at a different venue. So... Uh, another success story there on Friday night. All the attention, Quinny, will now turn to Queensland with some big Group 1 racing there. We've got a Superstayers match race uh, coming up where we see RSN Sandown Cup winner Untapped take on the likes of Zipping Kansas and Co. So can't wait for that. Uh, a lot of Victorians will be heading up for uh, races like the Brisbane Cup and the Gold Cup. So looking forward to uh, the next couple of weeks at Albion Park. 
I won't push you for a tip just yet, but we'll stay tuned to RSN because no doubt you'll keep the RSN family up to speed with what we, we, we should be following and, more importantly, backing there. And it's a good day of racing today. It's going to be absolutely beautiful out at Sandown Park. And can you find us a couple of winners or help us make a few coins? Yeah, mate. I'll just uh, quickly just uh, run through my quaddy legs. Uh, first leg, two, eight, three, and one. Good little race there over the 515. Uh, second leg, uh, Quinny, uh, race six over the um, 595. Another quality race. My numbers are two, seven, four, and eight. Over to race seven, a lot of early speed in this race, which I think we've got it covered if um, we can get these four over the line. Three, four, one, and eight. They're my numbers in race seven. In the last leg of the Quaddy Quinny, Quinny uh, one, seven, and four. So I'll just recap those numbers. One, two, three, and eight. Two, four, seven, and eight. One, three, four, and eight into one, four, seven. I do like one, mate. Race nine, number five, a greyhound called Max Swan. Only had the six starts. He's won two of them. He's got really good early speed. I don't mind where he's drawn. He's got a vacant box on his outside. I just think he'll just be winning this race. We're shopping at around the $2.50 mark, and I think he'll get the job done. Race nine, number five. I love it when you say that, Georgie. It normally ends well. Currently $2.15 on offer for your best bet there, which is race nine, number five, Max Swan. So good luck to you today. As per usual, thanks for helping us stay up to speed with everything happening Greyhound Racing related. And we'll make sure we follow those selections throughout the course of the day. There's George Ferrugia, a man on fire, loves his Greyhound Racing and very, very good to follow, whether it be the news or the updates there on what's happening on the track.